Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Looking for the perfect First Communion, Confirmation, or RCIA gift? Consider a beautiful, heirloom-quality, made-in-Italy rosary from Ghirelli. A Ghirelli rosary will be prayed with and cherished forever, guaranteed. Shop Ghirelli today. That's G-H-I-R-E-L-L-I dot com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. This is the Padua Podcast Network. We're in this glorious, wonderful season right now, but I'm still realizing that there's so many ways that I have to die to myself because when you marry someone else, they're not your God. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to make your spouse your God, but you have to maintain all of those you know, areas where you want fulfillment, um, all of your areas of brokenness. You have to look to God first to fill that, not, not your spouse. Thriving in the Trenches. It's the podcast where you will hear stories from real people with real purpose, all for a God who loves us with a real love. The Trenches, where life isn't always easy, but it is a place for women to be encouraged and equipped to uniquely and universally serve Christ in their feminine vocation. So, together, let's go deeper in our faith in God, in His church, and in our friendships. You Welcome here. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches podcast. This is Becky Carter, and I am your host. Here we are for another episode, and wow, happy Easter. I don't think I have said that to you yet. Um, I've also noticed that when, you know, I'm just getting into the groove of doing this just me hosting without having a co-host and it was always easier for me to just have conversation and chat back and forth with Megan but it's kind of weird for me to sit here and talk to you it's kind of like you're an imaginary person but I know you're there but I kind of feel like I'm talking to myself all at the same time (laughs) so anyway but I want to do a better job of that and just kind of check in and really introduce the episode a little better than what I've been doing it in the past. So with that being said, I just hope you're having a good Easter. And I don't know about you, but I have honestly felt like, is it really Lent or is it Easter? 
It's just been crazy. It's been busy. There have been some hard times and some struggles. And of course, there's always times of consolation because we know the Lord is always there with us. He's He's in everything. And we just have to stop long enough and ask Him where He is. Lord, where are you in this moment? Where are you in this suffering? Where are you in this joy? Although it's usually pretty easy to find the Lord in the joy, unless we're really closing our eyes and missing him there. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you that and and wish God's blessings on you in this Easter season as we are still celebrating and moving into, um, I think, kind of the last of our 50 days. I don't know. I don't even know what week of Easter it is anymore. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Well, I do. If I stopped long enough, I do. But I'm sure your life is just as busy getting people graduated, getting people, oh, your kids and family members ready to wrap up the school year, figuring out what you're going to do for the summer on all those good things. It's just a lot. It's a lot going on. But you know what happens even in these busy seasons and, and sometimes especially in these busy seasons, something starts to um, maybe, I guess, I hate to use the word suffer again, but become a little forgotten. And that's our marriage. You know, our vocation of marriage is, hmm, not easy. I don't know. If you've been married for more than, hmm, what do you think? Three months, three days, three hours, 30 years. It's hard. There's so many times where marriage feels undoable. Like you just can't go on. And that really leads me to my first point. And that's to tell you what this this episode is not about. I acknowledge that there are some, some marriages that are at a point where safety is questionable. And we have to be prudent and receive godly wisdom from a priest or someone else that is very, very trusted. So please hear our conversation not as one of judgment, not of one of condemnation if your marriage has become broken. Um, that That is not the intention of this podcast episode at all. I have watched friends struggle in their marriage. I have watched friends divorce. I've also seen friends reconcile with their spouse, knowing that the sacrament was always there, even though the civil union wasn't. I have watched friends bear all for their marriage and it's heartbreaking and I I am not anywhere anyone to place judgment on anyone's situation because I'm not there so please there's my little disclaimer that is not what this podcast is but we what we do want to do is talk about the vocation of marriage. And with these two ladies that I have on the podcast who are 
who have started a new ministry. We actually recorded this interview back in Lent. If you are on Instagram at all, uh, you very likely might have seen a new ministry kind of pop up at the beginning of Lent called Living the Vows. Um, This is actually it's called the Vows Project and their little hashtag is Living the Vows and their focus is to give community. You know, over and over in this ministry, I hear people talk about connecting with others, connecting with like-minded people, building community. Let's talk about the real stuff. And there's plenty of real stuff when it comes to marriage and parenting. You know what? We're really looking for solidarity with each other. We want to know that we're not alone. Man, one of Satan's biggest lies is to tell us that we're alone in this struggle. Oh, you must be the only one who feels that way. What's wrong with you? Well, you're weak. I mean, he is just the crudest liar. And we have to start recognizing that voice so we can reject it. So I want us to focus on marriage today and let Cassie Kent and Megan Helmstad share with us about what the Lord has been doing in their own hearts and this community. And, and, and since we recorded this, it's now after Lynn. Of course, I said it was Easter and they have decided to continue this ministry and they have got so many great things going on. And so you can check them out at thevowelsproject.com. Of course, you know, you can go to my website and get all the show notes, all the links, all the Instagram, social media posts, all of it. And you can find Cassie. Let me tell you about her. So she and her husband, Mike, have been married for 11 years. They live in San Diego. She homeschools her three kids. And she also works at her home. She did grow up in a Catholic covenant community. And she really credits that for most of her foundation. She also went to Franciscan University where she met that husband. And then um, now they're just raising their babies and doing their thing. You know, just trying to find joy even in their everyday struggles. The other lady whom you are might be familiar with as a previous guest on our uh, podcast, Megan Helmstead. And I think she actually says Helmstead. Sorry, Megan, I've always said Helmstead. That's probably my little Southern twang there. And um, anyway, she was on the episode where we talked about being a daughter of God. Such a beautiful message that she shared with us then. But she is a wife and mom, and she's also an army reservist in her spare time. She loves books, drinking tea, sleeping, and her and her husband live out in Colorado where they love to be outdoors. She is a writer and the Instagram manager for Blessed Is She a global Catholic women's ministry you may have heard of. She also, you can find her published in Radiant Magazine, Chicken Soup for the Soul. She, she also writes a lot of micro posts, is that micro blogs um, over on Instagram. And she always has so many lovely things to say there. But you can find both Cassie and Megan on Instagram sharing all their goods and um, the way the Lord has been blessing them. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and that you are lifted up in some way and challenged to live out your vows. All right, let's get started. 
Well, I want to welcome you, Megan and Cassie Kent, to the podcast. Welcome. Yay. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> all right. Well, as I like to do in all podcasts, I want to have each of you introduce yourself, let our listeners know a little bit about you other than what we learned in your bio. So, Megan, do you want to get us started? Sure. So my name is Megan Helmstead. There's a J in my last name, which makes it really complicated, but really it's just a Norwegian trick. So yep, Helmstead is how you pronounce it. And I, um, I grew up Catholic in the military archdiocese. Um, so I'm in the army reserves, spent a little time active duty army and just have a long line in the military. Um, and I'm privileged now to live in Denver, Colorado, where I get to experience kind of a much more consistent community, um, and we are here, my husband and I, with our three kids, and I am a writer, so that's what I do all day long, um, even in my head, and sometimes it makes it out into the world for <laughs> everyone else to share, and, food. and Cassie and I, um, we have gotten to know each other through the Blessed Is She community. Um, we've both worked through the team on Blessed Is She, and um, it's just amazing how we kind of reconnected at this most recent Blessed Is She retreat, and I'll let her delve into the rest of the story. Yay! Hi, Cassie. So, hi. So my name is Cassie Kent. Um, I have been married to Mike now for 11 years, and we have three kiddos, and we live in San Diego here. Um, I am a cradle Catholic, and um, I like to say many, many reversions back to the faith, many conversion moments um, where I've gone deeper with the Lord. Many of them have been on retreats. I grew up in a Catholic charismatic community, so being surrounded by people living out a, a similar life um wanting to um, love and serve the Lord is, is familiar to me, and I feel very blessed to have that formation and example in my life. Um, it's been pretty invaluable <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my, Megan and I met through Blessed Is She. Um, we have known each other for years now, and what was just super cool is we only just met in real life this mm-hmm. last Blessed Is She retreat, which was such a gift. We were roommates, and um it was. It's just been really a cool thing how the Lord works in all community building, but how He has worked, especially with the Blessed Is She, like virtual community, and how that's transcended into in real life friendships. And Megan and I have really walked um, some journeys with each other that are hard and difficult, and have like supported one another. Um, and it's been so beautiful and all without meeting in real life yet. <laughs> now we can cross that off the box. And um, she um, was a huge supporter and um, really my right-hand gal in getting our uh, a new ministry started, um, which is actually a product of the Holy Spirit working at the Shine Retreat that we were together at um, called The Vows Project. Okay. Well, um, I saw this start coming through my on my Instagram. I think I saw it first from Megan. Um, and I was like, what is this? And when I first started reading this, I thought, oh, 
oh, this is going to be good. Um, there's a couple reasons why I felt like that. Um, first of all, I haven't always had the most uh, <laughs> peaceful marriage. Um, it's hard, and it's not like they say in the fairy tales. Um, I I have walked through having to really fight for um, the vows, I guess you could say, and but not even knowing what the word vow meant or what is a vow. It's not just something, some pretty words you say at a wedding ceremony. You know, what is a sacrament that I feel like gets a little lost in the whole topic of marriage. And so I was really hoping that that was your intention. It's to talk about what it really is to be married, what it is to have a sacrament, what a blessing it is to be a sacrament because of God's graces in that, you know, um, and then just people sharing their stories about what God has done in their marriage and through their marriage. So I don't want to steal your thunder on all that it is, but I was super excited (laughs) to, um, support it. And I mean, I reached out to y'all pretty quick saying, all right, I know I can't write this really long Instagram story post, but something I can do. And my gift is the podcast. So, um, that's why we are here. So who wants to start, um, sharing a little bit more about the actual ministry and, and how it all kind of got started. Yeah, I'll, I'll lead out. Um, so how it all got started was um, being at the uh, Blessed Is She Shine Retreat and um, just uh, one of the speakers, I think it was Michelle Benzinger, she just really asked us to ask the Lord what our gifts are and then also follow up with him about that. Um, all right, Lord, what is my mission for these gifts? Like, how do you want to use them? And I think in all my years of ministry, I don't think I've earnestly asked the Lord specifically, (laughs) like, how do you want me to use these gifts, Lord? I think I've been like, okay, I'll use these gifts, and this is the most logical way to use them. So I asked, and immediately put in my heart marriages. And um, that was, uh, I I was excited and surprised by that. I'm a youth minister. I've worked with youth. I've been involved in Blessed Is She Women's Ministry. So this is like kind of, a little bit out of left field because I've been involved in basically all kinds of other ministries. And I was like, okay, Lord. And I just let it sit there. And um, uh, throughout the weekend, um, it got confirmed over and over again through many conversations I had with many women on that retreat. And it wasn't the leading like part of the conversation, but marriage always came up. And um, there was a reoccurring theme too about how marriage is hard and also like heartbreaking stories of marriages that are just in the trenches are having a really hard time. And um, Megan and I were roommates. So we were talking about just marriages a lot over the weekend. And um, it's something my husband and I have been just talking about in general too. And so coming home, um, I was talking to my husband, Mike, about it. And uh, just unpacking things. And I'm like, okay, Lord, um, if if you want me in whatever me, little way that I can to minister to to marriages, how how do you want, how, how should I do that? <laughs> and 
And of course, the Lord gave me big vision and some big ideas. And that's, I was shaking in my boots. And I was like, no, like, I don't know. All these ideas you're giving me, Lord, are all very uncharted territory. Um, can we just think, can we just get a little bit smaller? And the Lord is so good and just still met me where I was at. And uh, really the inspiration to start an Instagram challenge came about. I was like, can we just, you know, just for the time of Lent, just do some simple thing, just to spotlight, um, just being renewed in our marriage commitments and our vows. And that's all it started out as was a Lent challenge. And even then I was very insecure in that idea. So only a few days after retreat and being home, I was like, I need to just I need to bounce this idea of someone. And so immediately I asked Megan. So I called Megan up. I was like, Megan, you know what we were talking about? You know what I feel like the Lord is doing? You know all those things that we were talking about over the weekend. What do you think if we did this? And um, and she loved the idea and really um, confirmed what the Holy Spirit was doing there. And then it even developed into, okay, let's provide content on, on the Instagram um, account. And let's do this. And, and Megan was just a huge resource to like help me physically get this thing into into action. And it's really since it's launched has really become this bigger thing that uh, the Lord put on my heart to begin with. And I'm really in awe of what He is doing. It is totally the Holy Spirit because um, I feel very ill-equipped um, and and um, like visionary isn't something I would ever put on my skill set like <laughs> that's not me I'm like a doer um and so the fact that it's just kind of um evolving and um really being well received to me speaks to the need um and to me speaks to the need for connection for vulnerability and um so the whole intent um, behind the Vows Project and like the overarching mission um, is to have more real conversations about marriage because marriage is hard. I really want that to be just more normalized. Like like marriage is hard. It's like what you said, Becky. Like I really want um, I want for myself and for others for people to walk away from the fairy tale and embrace embrace the real because the real is better the real is richer it's deeper but it's hard and if we just know that it's hard sometimes in just acknowledging that is like half the battle mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, then you're ready you're ready for battle you know and you're, you're ready to fight for it um so one recognizing it's hard and just talking about it let's talk about the real realities that marriages face especially in our culture today what that looks like and that in itself, just by talking about it, creates deeper connection and solidarity. You're like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Because it can be so isolating when you think you're not alone. And you think you're alone because people aren't talking about it. Right. And um, and to really um, encourage it and um, couples to live out their vows. And that's, that's the Lenten challenge is hashtag live out the vows, living out the vows. And... Um, what does it mean to like choose each other every day? We're like getting back to basics. I feel like um, at least Mike and I right now in our season and our marriage, it's like, wait, we said these vows on our wedding day. It's not a one done situation. Like what does this actually mean in practical actions every day to choose each other and to apply actions 
Um, so that's why our Lenten challenge is just three simple actions of the way to living out the vows, which is to pray for your spouse every day, to offer up a small sacrifice for them, um, and to do something really thoughtful so that they um, for, thoughtful for them, so they feel seen and loved and and heard. Um, so living out the vows, encouraging couples to really live that out, and hopefully equipping them with what that looks like a little bit better, like painting that picture. Um, and um, yeah, creating like more community. And what's hilarious to me about this, when the Lord is so funny, is when he inspires you to do something, like this was such a huge leap of faith because the idea of this ministry is all based on people jumping in and being a part of it, right? <laughs> I, I was like, it was really just me and Megan at first <laughs> launching this idea, this premise all on the backbone that people would hopefully join in. And I am, it was just like, okay, Lord, well, you have to rise the people up and you have, this is your thing, God. So mm -hmm. it was just like our um, pleasure to just throw it out there in the world and really cool now to see how the Lord is now working it and molding it and expanding it and um, putting the desire in other people's hearts to like share their story and um, and things like that. Anyways, I could go on, but I want to hear <laughs> what I want to hear Megan's side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and her heart for this all. Well, I love, I, I do want to just say one thing about um, when you said you, you just gave it to the Lord. That seems to be this recurring little piece of, well, Lord, okay, fine, uh, but it, this is yours. Like, I can't do it without you. And, and I just, I love that. And it's such that um, vocal reminder that this is God's calling in your life, which means that you can't do it without his grace which means you have to be open to his grace and ask him for it because he's not going to shove it down your throat without your willingness. So, um, okay, oh, Megan, then, you want to give us your uh, two cents? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to be more than two. But. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. But like Cassie said, I mean, it was just, it was so providential that um, not only did we have this time to really just connect in a beautiful way in person, um, in retreat where there were already so many graces being poured out. But, um, you know, in, in the past few years, I've been really walking with so many beautiful women who are struggling in this area of marriage. And the fact that we were hearing the same things and that as soon as the retreat was over and she, she kind of contacted me and said, Hey, um, you know, I was thinking about maybe sharing some, some videos or, or like something or talking about marriage somehow on Instagram for Lent. And for, um, I should back up and say, that is my gift <laughs> that's been confirmed over and over, which I think is really um, <laughs> ironic and hilarious that Instagram is my gift. It is. Because it is absolutely <laughs> a million times the your gift. It really was formed in the womb that Instagram would exist, and I had no idea what it would be my thing, you know. But, hey, here I am. So, I mean, that is Love my it. role. Um, you know, with Blessed Is She, I, I – plan um, content for their Instagram and I'm just um, it, it's really opened my eyes to how many women are willing to reach out um, even in, in that type of community and just put their hearts on the line and ask for prayer and a direct message 
And there I am, little old me on the other end saying like, all right, Lord, what, you know, how, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to speak your truth and love and hope into this person's life? Um, so just seeing, I think, having that foundation of so many um, women in general who were just like hurting and isolated in this area that is supposed to be, you know, a total fruitful life-giving. Um, as soon as Cassie brought up marriage, I said, yeah, that's what's missing. You know, we go through, and so Peter and I have been married 11 years, and we went through uh, pre-Cana, our marriage prep, um, our final year of college, and the fact that we, we did that, and it was one weekend. We even kind of took the workbook and did it on our own ahead of time, but, um, you know, it was just one weekend. Then we at our wedding, which was beautiful, you know, said our vows. And then during marriage week at mass, once a year, they kind of bring up, oh yeah, it's, it's time to renew your vows again. And it's always a surprise to me. And we stand up and we, we say these, these vows that are deeper than promises. They are covenantal, you know, um, to mm -hmm. each other. And I always tear up and I always think, oh, that's so beautiful. Yet in the every day, I could, I would have to look them up. <laughs> like I couldn't even tell you until now. Wait, what was it that we promised to to do? And like, what what were all those parts? Um, so it was just such a huge um, affirmation for me, just in in my conversations with other women, as Cassie said, and as Cassie and I kind of fleshed this idea out. What does this look like? What's the challenge? You know, what does it mean to live out the vows? Um, in the everyday it's supposed to be a part of your everyday love for each other your everyday bond um so what does that look like practically and especially when marriage is hard and especially when that is the first place that the enemy wants to target because that is where we can be most powerful in our vocation of marriage because our vocation leads us to sainthood right so mm -hmm. it was just um yeah, just such an affirmation and such a beautiful and scary, like Cassie said, <laughs> yeah. um, thing to just jump in and do. But like, it, and as soon as we did, you know, as soon as we shared about it and posted about it, um, the response was absolutely overwhelming, mm -hmm. just overwhelming. And that in itself was just kind of, to me, the Holy Spirit saying, yeah, there's, we, we've got, we've got marriage prep. And you've got at the other end a retreat like Retrovi, which is supposed to be for marriages and crises. But what do you have in between? Where's your everyday, you know, um, encouragement for couples to really live and grow closer to God through each other as marriage was meant to to do and to be from the beginning, you know. So we so, don't mm -hmm. end up in crisis, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's hmm. the yeah? You, it's like it's like you get this wonderful, you know, start and then get sent on your way with a good luck and <laughs> figure it all out from here. And we, it, over and over, you know, we've heard from couples who have been married, um, 30 years. We've heard from couples who have been married less than a year and it's not yeah. unique to any of them. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's really just the, the nature of marriage is, and even right now. So our, our first year, of marriage, we were getting ready in the military for my husband and I both to deploy. 
um, and to be separated. And then our daughter came along because of the joys of NFP, which was an amazing <laughs> gift. But, you know, so just all of these things, like, life doesn't prepare you for this. You know, yeah. the church doesn't prepare you for this. So how do you how do you live that faith, like, in those real gritty, um, messy, hard moments when the world is completely against you? And then also, I mean... It, we're in this glorious, wonderful season right now, but I'm still realizing that there's so many ways that I have to die to myself because when you marry someone else, they're not your God. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to make your spouse your God, but you have to maintain all of those you know, areas where you want fulfillment, um, all of your areas of brokenness. You have to look to God first to fill that, not, not your spouse. So just even now, like continuing to see all of the ways 11 years in that I need to die to myself and, um, you know, all the ways that I can grow and serve my husband better. Um, all the ways I'm selfish and human, all the ways he's human. It's just, it's a continual pattern of growth. And I think that's, what's been missing. And that's why people are so, so hungry for the vows project. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like that you pointed out that our spouse is not our God. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that there are a lot of us who have in, who entered into marriage um, trying to get away from tough family life, how we were raised, or I'm not saying that about my life specifically. Um, but, you know, our parents weren't perfect either. No, no parent is perfect, but we do have some hurts that will hang over. Um, or even if it was just someone else, it doesn't have to be a parent who has hurt us in our previous life. Our previous life. Huh, that sounded funny. Um, <laughs> in our pre-marriage days and our, even when we are married, you know, when we get hurt, it, trick, it, it, it typically triggers a response. And it's all kind of woven in into our, our life. And that, that means that I'm that way. That means my spouse is that way. And he is not prepared. He hasn't been made whole either. He isn't prepared to, mm-hmm. to fill all the, the hurts that I have. Um, he, yeah, sorry. I was going to go off on a tangent there, but you know, and I think this is one of those really difficult pieces of also, in a marriage, we have to be respectful of our spouse in our privacy. I can't come on here and sit here and run off about why Jim is, did this or he how he did that and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so what I have appreciated is that you have had husbands and wives do this together. Because then you have a level of... Um, number one, you see the intimacy between the husband and the wife, the closeness, um, their mutual desire to really help others. Because when girlfriends get together, sometimes we can talk in ways that is not edifying and affirming of our spouse. And um, this is a very dangerous place to go when we're only just tearing down our husbands instead of building them up. And that's a huge piece of um marital discourse so I appreciate that you're bringing the the husband and the wife into the conversation so that it's not just women complaining about marriage so what was it that for sure yeah that you guys decided oh we have to have the husband and the wife it's not just about women um, focusing on women 
Um, <clears throat> I think when the Lord, when the Lord put it on this ministry on my heart, it was definitely um, also an answer to prayer for um, I've I've been wanting to walk alongside Mike in a ministry for a while. We're actually better as a team. Um, and I feel like we even grow in love more when we are serving together. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been a missing component for our lives in child rearing years. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm like on the sidelines waiting to like go into the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I almost feel like a big part of this retreat was a reactivation for me. Of like, oh, I, oh, yay! I get, I get to use my gifts in this area again, yay! And and the Lord's calling me to do this also with Mike, and um, I'm really um, excited to do that. So the intention was always for this to be a couples thing, um, not a married women ministry, a couples ministry, and so um, featuring the men's. Um, perspective on on um, on Instagram when we can is like really really important or the couples together is um, really really important because um, marriage is two people <laughs> so um, and I think you know as women we are just more prone to talking and so it's just so awesome to allow space and time for the husband the man's perspective on mm-hmm. things because that's also so enlightening and also so cherishing like the post today that um uh was posted about um the struggles with infertility and how to love your spouse through that it was written by a husband and it's just so it's so beautiful and so moving um and i just think it's always a good to me it's like just a good reminder like our men are good they're striving they're striving to be good and and they're mm-hmm. and they're um pursuing the lord and even though times are difficult, it's a, it's a great reminder. So, um, yeah. And, and a lot of, um, the ideas of things that we're doing and rolling forward, um, to are also my, my husband's ideas and, um, yeah, we're just trying to definitely, um, minister to couples, um, and find where they, where they are and how we can help. And honestly, we need it too. It's like, I always wanted to position whatever this was in a way that's like, I am no uh, counselor. I am no expert. Um, this actually comes from a need for us as well. And in our season and um, just reflecting on the dark times that we've gone through, we're like, well, how did we get out of that? And I was like, oh, it was through talking with some really great friends of ours and also like a mentor couple, like a couple that's in a season above us that could really speak truth into us and support us and love us and we could be vulnerable with them and and that all comes out of having conversations you know um i think what megan and i are trying to do on instagram um well one was just to get our our little pinky toe in the water of starting something um big but also just um we hope the content on instagram just facilitates and sparks a conversation um, hopefully a conversation between the spouse, um, um, each other, just uh, in the marriage, but also amongst other people um, so that we can also be leaning on other couples and, and sharing in good and fruitful and constructive conversations um, how to support and um, learn from each other. That was something, too, when Mike and I were like, 
conceptualizing this whole ministry too was like what what was important to us and it um I feel like there's what's kind of missing and what we kind of hope and it's still like making itself known from this ministry is there's something really important about sharing stories there's we all know there's power in storytelling and um you know there's this void in the church of support for marriages there's books there's resources but um what's going to really like be that real big like impact push and it's really like hearing stories so that we can be inspired and model something i feel like so much about marriage it's like we want to it's just helpful it's like we're kids again it's like okay we're learning this new skill how does this work and and, and even though every person and every marriage is unique there's you know, i feel like mike and i have like quote unquote like tried things on like oh that couple does that that's really uh, that is so inspiring that works for him like so let's try that on we're like nope bad fit okay <laughs> um or sometimes they are a good fit or whatever it is if it's a new practice if it's a new way of communicating or whatever it's like a lot of the skills we've learned and we're still learning have a lot of them have just been through surrounding ourselves um intentionally pursuing relationships with other marriages other couples um and being like, oh, wow, that's cool that they do that. Like, they're not even knowing they're imparting wisdom to us, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. it's just from them, like, modeling and sharing and sharing your hearts. And so it's all about having opportunities, I guess, to have more conversations. And it's an even harder push, but a really invaluable one to have even deeper, vulnerable, real conversations of, like, this is where we're at and this is where we're struggling. And, and that person, you know, the couple hopefully is like, yeah, we've been in that space too or – um, I don't know, more of those kind of things. I feel like that's something um, we hope to bring out of this uh, project, like pr the Vows Project. But I think that's it's starting to happen in small ways, too. I, even in the small 2,000 characters we're allowed to share on an Instagram post, you know, you can only do so much. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping it, like, is just that spark to get us going in that trajectory together. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, so with the divorce rate, what it is, so many people haven't even seen what it looks like to have a marriage that has survived. They don't have the model. Mm -hmm. And so you are providing a piece of that for other people to even witness. And um, I, I used to lead Bible studies um, for some college girls and. Um, they, of course, you know, they're all enamored with marriage and I think a lot of them still see the fairy tale portion of it. And, um, and what I would share with them is, is this, this was my, this was my one piece of wisdom that I would always share. And it, and it's, it's not, it, it's not super sweet and everything, but I, I would say, you know, <laughs> um, well, it's, it, it could be a little crass. So, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I, and I said, you know what? Marriage is amazing. Like it is, it is the best thing. I love being married, but when it sucks, it sucks so bad, but you will always come out of it. When it sucks, it sucks. When it's good, it is so good. It's like these polar opposites of what, um, I mean, they are they, they are literally the polar opposite of each other, but the passion is still there. Like the passion of this sucks and the passion of this is amazing is is there. But here's the part. So many people have 
have missed that you will come out of the it sucks part. (laughs) You will. You will have to fight for it. You will have to work for it. You will have to talk about it. You have to get help, um, get professional help. But and it may take longer than you want to come out of it. But you can. Now, I know that is a very broad statement, and there are Mm -hmm. some situations that will never be able to come out of that. And I and I and you won't always have both sides, both the spouses that are willing to come out of it. But um, if you are and I have watched women in really troubled marriages, uh, really troubled marriages, um, I have three that I can think of in my immediate life that. Um, their marriage all of a sudden it was like a you wake up one morning and you're like where's my where's my husband what happened to my husband like he's not even the same man anymore Um, husband's leaving families and I've watched these women stay firm and they have prayed and even experienced um, civil divorce to protect them and their children and then have come back. They've never annulled. The sacrament was always there. And they stayed firm. And they stayed available waiting for their spouse. They never lost hope. I know one one woman, um, her and her husband are back together. And they are about to have another child together. I mean, it, it's just such mm-hmm. a testimony um, of, of what the sacrament of marriage um, can do the power of God's grace in our marriage. It can revive. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It can raise our marriage from yeah. the dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think just recognizing it's a sacrament. We have grace there. We can claim that grace. And I mean, even though I mean not claiming it, we don't even realize it's there. We're leaning into that grace, you know, and mm-hmm. How can we, this is the question, you know, for myself in this season too, like how can we more deeply to ask Jesus into our marriage? Like how can we walk together um, like more deeply with Jesus? Mike and I are in a good place with the Lord in our personal um, relationship with him. Um, but how do we, um, how do we walk with Jesus in our marriage? And, you know, like full 10 chains, like three to get married, mm-hmm. three to be, I'm all, I, I've been saying a lot lately, like three to be married, three to stay married. Like, what does it look like, mm-hmm. um, in our marriage to like journey with the Lord? Cause it's all the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't know how can <laughs> be married without him. Um, but it's like, I've been reflecting on that and like, Again, being practical, like, how, how do we do this? How do we then bring the Lord in more deeply? And how do we walk together? We both know what the Lord looks like for us individually, but how do we, how does it look like us sitting down at the table with Jesus together as a couple? You know, what does that kind of relationship look like? And how do we walk deeper in that, you know? Hey, Megan, why don't you answer that question? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell us, Megan. <laughs> I don't have a great answer yet, but I will say that the Vows Project is helping me with it. And and I feel like that really is <clears throat> kind of the the benefit that I've seen um, 
of this whole dialogue that we, <clears throat> or that the Holy Spirit asked us to begin, is that it's not, um, you know, it's not a one-time thing that you ask Jesus into your marriage. It, just like the vows aren't supposed to be a one-time thing. It's supposed to be a daily recommitment, a daily mm -hmm. um, recalling of the covenant. And so I feel like when you were talking about earlier, Cassie, the fact that we are, we're just kind of providing a vehicle for conversation, um, that that's one of the most valuable things that we can offer each other because it's like, like we were saying, you know, we, we have the, the beginning when we have, um, here's how to prepare for marriage and then the wedding and then the, the crisis retreat. So <laughs> what, you know, what happens in between that gets us to that crisis? And I feel like at least for us and, and probably for a lot of couples that I've talked to, it's there, you're just kind of on autopilot and mm -hmm. there aren't really those opportunities to talk or <laughs> Or it just doesn't come up. There aren't, like, there's nothing externally really encouraging you to talk about finances. Mm -hmm. To talk about, unless you take a finance class or something, you know, to talk about um, these struggles with uh, NFP or with infertility or with, um, you know, travel with jobs. There's so many different elements that can, with, with parenting, oh, my goodness, that's, like, <laughs> its mm -hmm. own huge can of worms, you know, um, and, and our own broken, <laughs> our own childhoods. And then yeah. how you're like when kids come into the mix and you're trying to, you know, parent and discipline. And, um, so all of these things, it's like, you're just kind of trying to figure it out together. No one has any previous experience except for just trying to yeah. like this person who you fell in love with and who you committed to, to, continue loving through action and word even when you know you're raging at each other um you, you're still just like trying to figure it out on your own so the the beauty i feel like of the vows project and of a ministry that encourages conversation is that we bring up these topics in um like a safe way <laughs> if that makes sense yeah you know, not like it's it's just a conversation starter and so, yes, we have this, this Lenten challenge of um, praying for our spouse and sacrificing and, and remembering these vows individually. But also, at the end of our little 200 or 2,000 characters um, on Instagram, we have Let's Talk. And it really is like delving into these like, okay, this is like a difficult thing. How do you communicate about this? Or how do we, when you're in this trench or when you're dealing with um, chronic illness? And I can tell you, I shared about... Um, my own chronic illness for when we were talking about the vow of, you know, in sickness and in, in health. So we were talking about it in sickness and I, I told Cassie, I, I got to take a little longer cause I started writing this and I knew what I was going to say, but then I asked Peter for his input so that we could hear from his perspective too. Um, and it was just, we don't stop and talk about it. We don't stop, mm -hmm. stop and talk about, it. I know how my illness affects him, but we don't really have conversations about it, I think, because it's easier to hide from it. And when he he was able to, I said, I, I don't want you to sugarcoat it. Like, mm -hmm. answer this question, like, how how is it hard for you? Um, and he was able to share that, and I was just like, whoa. You know, that and was it was powerful. It, yeah, it allowed me to just see him more fully and more completely and be um, more compassionate, too, and just... Um, 
you know, not just always seeing him as, as my rock to lean on in this, but how he um, can still be ministered to and how I can be offering even more intentionally um, for him in these areas that are hard for him in, in this particular vow, you know, where he is being asked to carry extra weight and not that I have control over it, but I can respond in a way that, um, you know, lifts him up even more. So I, I just love how, you know, it, it's an avenue to have these conversations and it's not about having conversations in a vacuum. It's about having them in community. Mm -hmm. And I think the beauty of like, how do you, bring Jesus into that, well, you can't, you can't have a relationship with someone without knowing them, including Jesus, you know, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't trust our spouse without fully knowing them and having, you know, these references back to their faithfulness. We can't trust our Lord, especially with our marriage, without being able to um, reference his faithfulness. And so that's, that's the beauty of sharing in community is we get to see how Jesus has been faithful to others and how um, others have been able to build that that trust and that open communication and that honesty. And mm-hmm. I think that opens the door. It's not an overnight thing, but it opens the door a little wider um, to, to bring Jesus into the mix and to really allow husbands and wives to kind of, bring him in a little more deeply too. Yeah. I feel like relationships, I mean, especially a marriage relationship, you're, it's two actions. Like you're either growing or you're dying. And even Mm. like what you said, Megan, like even the autopilot, that's actually an action for dying. Mm -hmm. Uh You're not like putting effort into growing. And, um, this again whole ministry really comes from out of a need for mike and i like it's like i a recent realization for me that it's like oh my i need to be working on this this marriage thing you know Mm -hmm. like i need to put action into this i can't go autopilot and i know it's really hard in young child (laughs) rearing years because it's just like you're you know it's crazy it's chaos and you're you're kind of in survival mode but it's like i need to put effort into this um yeah i don't it's such a it's one of those moments in life where it's really a simple lesson (laughs) you've heard it before but all of a sudden it's like a lightning bolt to your heart and your brain and it's like boom i whoa i need to act on this i can't just assume mike's gonna love me i can't just assume he knows i'm loving him i actually need to put action in it and then i was like well what does that even look like what does that look like to act to live out the vows that Mm -hmm. i said on my wedding day what does that even mean so this whole project how it's unfolding is coming from 100% 100% of like, uh, does anyone else have anything to say? Because I would love to be, you know, give me your wisdom, everybody. What does it look like for you? And um, of breaking down the vows each week and, um, you know, hopefully continuing after Lent as well. Like, what I need, I need, I need some pullaways. I need, I, pullaways. I need some takeaways. I need something to, to put in my pocket 
and to to work on and what does this look like it's just the first time in my marriage that my eyes have been opened the fact that i need to work on this hardcore and okay what does that look like and a lot of time a lot of times really most of the time um it's just little things it's just the little things and i think most of the time when a marriage is starting to to die if you will it's because there's a lack of attendance to the little things it's mm-hmm. the choosing and the little things that mean so much and have a huge impact positively or negatively and what am i doing then um to to grow in our in our marriage what and what am i doing what's my part in this in this whole thing and um and that's what's been really great too as again as this has been unfolding to hear what other people are doing how it's been in action in their lives um you know what season they're in what they're up against and um i just feel like this momentum of oh we're like linking arms it's like we're in this together like we're not alone. I might not know all these people <laughs> on the social webs, but just by them sharing their story even in the comments or whether they're on the posts, like, ah, oh, yes, this is this is hard, but it is good, and this is giving me so much to like take away and be inspired by or convicted. Like, oh man, I work on that for sure. I have a lot of room to grow there. Um, and work on it. That's what's really cool too, um, how everything has happened because it's not just one person sharing (laughs) their wisdom. We all have a lot of, we all have something to share and we all have a lot to grow in. So that's what's really neat about how this, how the Holy Spirit really rolled this out because it would not have been interesting if it was just Megan and I and our husbands (laughs) talking about our marriages. So you that's only have so too. many stories you can really share you can publicly. You only share yeah. so much. Yeah, that too. I mean, that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, Becky, what, what, what for you and Jim has been like uh, a way that, you know, you've learned to put action or, you know, we've been focusing on living out the vows. Like mm-hmm. what's something, you know, you do or you do together that. Or, or really wish putting I did that better. into action. <laughs> or wish you did better. Yeah. Sure, get vulnerable, get I real. <laughs> um, well, I will say that, you know, early on, and of course we were not Catholic, we did not even have the sacrament of marriage for the first 15 years of our civil yeah. marriage. So we've just been sacramentally married for almost six years. This year we'll be married for 21 years. Wow. And... Um, I I kind of chuckle because I think, wow, and the last five and a half years have been feel almost more difficult than our first 15 years. And I don't know if that is because like I've kind of pondered that a little bit. Why, Lord, why is it harder now? (laughs) But it could very well be that we have the sacramental grace that's actually um, affecting change. It's affecting sanctification. It's Mm. really going deeper. It's not just us mucking through um, yeah. uh, without that uh, sacramental grace. I don't know. That's just a pondering I've had. But that is pondering really powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So the um, I will say that busyness has really become our the 
thief of our joy and now parenting teenagers mm. has really become very difficult. Uh, we have always seen eye to eye on parenting and entering a whole nother realm of parenting teens mm. has been like a slam in the face. But um, <laughs> but we've also had so many ups and downs, good times and bad times, that I stand firm on the hope that we're going to be okay, that we really are going to be okay. In fact, the other, I guess last week we had a conversation and I just looked at him and I said, I love you and I'm not going anywhere. I don't care how bad it gets. I'm never going anywhere. Like, like I just want you to hear me say that. Um, And so my spiritual director is also very big on forgiveness. And one of the things he tells me every single month when I go to spiritual direction, and that is, are you practicing weekly forgiveness? And it, this really is an absolutely beautiful um, skill uh, practice that um, every week you you um, get into a private place where you can have quiet, whether it's in the church um, or wherever, and you just have a quiet conversation. And um, I would kneel in front of Jim. Actually, he kneels first as the head of the house, as the as the head of the marriage, and he says, "Will you forgive me for?" you know, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and of course, yes, I will forgive you. And then he says, is there anything else that I need to ask forgiveness for? And, uh, I have not gotten really good at saying, yes, you (laughs) did this or this, but it, um, (laughs) yeah, it's really hard when somebody's vulnerable in, in front of you on their knees, sharing their hearts to continue on and, and push through some maybe more difficult things to talk about. But, um, and then, and then the roles reverse and I will kneel in front of him and I will repeat that action of forgiveness. And then, um, and then it, it goes into, he will lay his hands on my head first and he will say the prophetic blessing over me. And then I will do the same. Wow. It's so it's a very powerful, emotional wow. um, way of pulling all those things out on a weekly basis. We don't do it on a weekly basis. I wish we did. Um, and um, but we just don't. The other thing that uh, my spiritual director encourages is is having you do it as a family once a week. It doesn't have to be like this big process, like with the couple, but just sitting around the dinner table on a Sunday night or something that it's a normal practice before you say your rosary or whatever. Um, just, or even daily, if you have family dinner sitting around the table, you know, daily saying, Hey, you know, I really did not treat you well. I was selfish and, you know, not charitable to you. I wasn't patient with you as we were all trying to get out the door for school this morning, whatever it may be. Like, and, and then it teaches your children how to do, how to be regularly forgiving, seeking forgiveness and, and feeling that peace again. So that's the one thing. The one thing I wish that the Lord has or the Lord has put on my heart that I wish we were doing more Um is having couples adoration hour. Now that our children are older, we could put them to bed, head off to the adoration chapel and um, adore the Lord together. And I think um, 
one day, <laughs> one day we'll get there. <laughs> but um, just remembering that in our failures, oh, there's guys, always something to work. That's on. right. But um, always remembering that in our failures, God can redeem even those failures. So not letting it get us so down that uh, we just want to give up. And so I hope that in your ministry. Mm-hmm. That is something that um, we can all take away and all remember is that God is the redeemer of all things. That means even Mm -hmm. our failures, even our sins, and uh, even when they're really yucky, he redeems even those. So I will be praying for your ministry. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing with us and and the time that you are spending on it. It does. It takes time to do what you're Mm -hmm. doing. And um, may the Lord bless, bless your ministry, bless your marriages. And thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Beck. Okay. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Thriving in the Trenches. I have hope that it will have encouraged you in your journey and that you will know the love of God even more intimately. Please share this podcast with a friend on your social media pages or leave a review in iTunes. You are welcome to join me on our Instagram or Facebook group where we can grow in friendships. Thanks for coming. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.